Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and we are talking Step 5, Accountable. And tonight we're going to look around values and how we can be accountable to our values. But first, let me bring on my beautiful co-host, Terry Thayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I am doing well. It's a pleasure to be here and looking forward to the conversation. Yes, yes, and the uh, beautiful coach that's going to be joining us in this conversation is the wonderful Stephanie Luares. Well, good evening. It's so exciting to be here with two of my favorite ladies. (laughs) We love having you here, too. So, Let's start off with, Stephanie, what does accountable mean to you? So the definition that I've been using a lot lately around accountability is the people, systems, and structures that help move us forward to where we want to be in whatever it is we're working on. I like that. I like that. Um, so how would you play values into that? So values in in terms of accountability, they have to go hand in hand. And to me, that goes along with the sustainability and long-term results of any goal that we're working on. If it's not in alignment with our values, if the way that we are being held accountable, that we have allowed accountability into our life, doesn't align with our values, then it's really a place of self-sabotage. It's a way to to disrupt that sustainability. Mm-hmm. I hear you on that. Terry, what are you thinking? Yeah, I was just thinking I was on a a, a deep dive conversation today around uh, self-compassion and not that that's our topic, but we were talking about or, or exploring the concept of values and being out of alignment with your values uh, hinders you in your ability to, to accept yourself. Because there's that dissonance, you know, you're, you have your values and yet you're not in alignment with those in your thoughts, words, and actions. And that really creates the, the lack of ability to, to love yourself or to have self-compassion. And I was just thinking how important values are in terms of, and what I hear Stephanie saying is systems and structures that allow for uh, accountability if we're, and what she just said kind of really made me think for a minute about being the system for accountability, not being in alignment with our values. I'd like to, to, to kind of explore that with you, Stephanie, 
just what does that look like? What kind of a system or structure would need to be aligned with your values in order to have accountability be build your confidence and your compassion for yourself and others? One of the big examples when I look at values versus the structures we sometimes implement for accountability, you know, so often we identify I'm going to work on fill-in-the-blank area in my life. So I'm going to go pull a canned program off the shelf that, you know, it might work for a group of people, but it's not meant for everyone across the line. And so then you you start engaging in this program, in this structure, and it you start to see those glaring places where it doesn't become sustainable. The actions you're taking are not in alignment with your time, with where you where you choose to dedicate your time. It's not in alignment maybe with your finances or um, you know, other family members, you know, the the time we're spending with our children, maybe even the food we're serving, and, you know, just so many things have that ripple effect when we try to conform to the structure rather than the structure being a support to what we need. Mm. Yeah, I can see what I kind of am picturing in my mind now, like um... – like a specific regime, regime, yeah, the word's not coming out of my mouth right, but a specific way of exercising to say, for for instance, that we that exactly. we buy it, we buy, yeah, we buy a program, and then it's just it, it's too time consuming, or it's too rigorous, and we don't know how to adjust it, or it just doesn't fit us. And the same thing with with say an eating program that looks really good. So we want that to be our accountable accountability system, but yet it's not sustainable because of cost or because of our, you know, our likes and dislikes when it comes to eating food. So yeah, now that now I'm able to to see uh, how that, what, you know, exactly what you're talking about when you say systems and structures being out of alignment uh, with our accountability system. So it's really like your accountability system and your values and your circumstances and environment are really the defining factor when you're looking for an accountability system. And so it's not, Absolutely. you know, you're match, matching, matching you, uh, finding something that, that works for you or even taking something and tweaking it or, you know, making it yours and so that it fits you. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. Yeah. And you know, that, that place of accountability it's it's meant to be a support. You know, so often mm-hmm. we make accountability to be this dirty word that someone's going to come up behind me and always be tapping my shoulder. And, you know, no, accountability is a place we come to willingly to get support. And support looks so many different ways. It looks like encouragement. It looks like being provided resources. It looks like problem solving and seeing, you know, maybe you've come up against a wall and you don't see the solution, but somebody else might be able to talk you to it. Yeah, yeah I yeah, sure. I totally get where you are. Like I was on this diet 
a few years ago, and it was very strict. So I made all of my food just for myself and then had to make food for my family separate. So it was very time-consuming and then also expensive because I was spending 80 to $90 a week just on my food, let alone everybody else's. And I was taking like 20 different supplements, and it was just not sustainable. I think I did it for maybe four to five months. Um, and it was, it was, there was too many things I couldn't have. Um, and so, you know, I was kind of just waiting around until the doctor said I could bring back <laughs> some of my favorite things into my diet again. Um, so it just, I was just longing for the things I couldn't have. Um, so that, you know, I, that's not something that I was going to be able to sustain. And so I get, I get what you're saying about, um, you know, having it be something that you could do long term, uh, something that you can commit to that's going to work regardless of, um, you know, certain situations or circumstances, um, something that really works for you. Exactly. And, you know, that's not to say that the course to get to where we want to be doesn't change. You know, we may have the end point in mind, but it's never a linear way to achieve it. You know, sometimes we do come back to the drawing board and go a completely different direction, but it doesn't mean we're throwing away the end result. We're finding and adapting we need that best serves us to make it something that in the end it is a success that we have achieved something and that it's going to last longer than, you know, the New Year's resolution that most of us have thrown away by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think probably more more often than not, there's, there's a, a element of flexibility in any kind of an accountability system because we change and we grow as we become accountable to our goals. And so there's... Um, you know, it's not like we're failing at the system or the structure that has supported us. It's that we've, we've either gone beyond that or we need to tweak that or we need to add a component or we call in a, a, an expert to assist us at the point we're at. But I think the flexibility and the recognition that things are going to change in the system itself or the structure gives us the confidence to really address our personal needs. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, as we've been talking, I realized that, Stephanie, we didn't get you, give you a chance to say what it is that you get to do and who it is you get to serve. Um, we've just been kind of going into health and exercise, which is what you do because you're our health coach. So um, let me give you this time to uh, share with our listeners what it is that you do. Well, see, that's what happens when girlfriends get together. We just dive right in. But anyway, um, I am the owner of Heart and Soul Fitness and Wellness. I'm a body-positive personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist, author, and speaker. And, you know, I've started saying that's just a lot of titles 
for me to walk alongside people in helping them to feel how they want to feel in their bodies. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing, because Stephanie is my coach, she has been for a while now, and I feel like I've made a lot of improvements, and there are still some, some things that I want to continue improving, but I've never felt bad about myself. And I think that that's um, a testament to how good of a coach she is. And I think that that is the most, I think that's a powerful way of holding someone accountable, that they can see where they have improved and they don't beat themselves up for where they haven't yet. Who who thrives in shame? You know what what is the point in making someone feel guilty to have them sit in that that shame that you know maybe I, things don't look the way I want them to? We don't accomplish anything that way. You know, Kelly, you talked about you know this diet you did years ago. And, you know, that, okay, it lasted a while, but I wanted those things back in my life. I was just in that holding pattern. And it goes along, even with that, that accountability, with restriction. And, you know, why, why are we holding ourselves back from the full abundance of, whatever it is that's available. If we need to learn, well, I shouldn't say need to, it's ideal to learn to live in the environment that we're in, to have the ability to make informed choices rather than closing ourselves off to such a narrow place that this is the only option. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a good coach that can show you the possibilities. Because I think the reason why we need coaches is because our view gets narrowed on whatever is getting us stuck or blocked. And the coach comes in, and their job is to widen that view and help you see all of those possibilities and what those steps could be to start moving past that, that block or where you're stuck. And I think that think that um, as coaches, we can also get stuck. That's why everyone needs a coach, even a coach. And, yeah. um, you know, and so, you know, just someone who can, who can help you see the possibilities, that there's multiple ways of getting to where you want to get to. And so if one way isn't working – Instead of beating yourself up, <laughs> open your view and find a better way. Find a way that will work right. for you. Right. And I always use the example of we might be the ones beating our head up against the wall, but that system of accountability, whatever that looks like for us, instead of us beating our head against the wall, we have now something or someone that's showing us how to climb over, under, or around the wall. 
when we maybe didn't see that was the possibility. We only wanted to go straight through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'll I'll be the one that's just standing, staring at the wall, going, uh, "There's no way I'm getting I'm getting past this," or I'm the one that's running full head speed, you know, um, with my with my head down, thinking that I'm gonna I'm gonna get through it. And so that's why I surround myself with people who um, are going to say, Kelly, have you, have you thought about it this way? Have you thought about it this way? How about we pause and breathe and, and see if there's, you know, a different way? Exactly. There's, there's no valor in suffering. You know, when mm-hmm. we continue to hit our head against the wall, when we continue that same track of this isn't working, but I'm going to keep doing it because something is bound to happen. I mean, it's pretty much the definition of insanity. But also at the same time, we start that cycle of suffering because we're not moving forward where it you know it might not be again that linear structure in progress we're just staying stuck in that same cycle yeah i was going to say that definition of insanity you know is like doing the same thing expecting a different result and uh, i think that's part of part of uh, an important component of accountability is being willing First, being aware that it that you are doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, and then being willing to look at it in different ways and be a problem solver. And I was watching a movie about math the other day, and and this math teacher said, just if you just sit in the problem, and and be in the problem, the answer will come. You know, it's kind of like don't keep fighting it. Just you know, sit there. Let let your be pause. You know, take a pause. We talk about slow being the new fast. You know, pause. Give yourself time for intuition to to come in. Give yourself time to ask questions. Give yourself time to seek advice from a wise counsel, and just sit sit in that until until the answer and knowing that the answer will come. It it's not you don't want to attach yourself to a specific outcome because then you're only looking for one one way, and just being open to there being options and and seeking those options by just just slowing down and being with that with that issue and uh, mm-hmm. as far as accountability being accountable to yourself to know what and when and how and why you want this and and exactly you know what what can you do to to get that that assistance that you might need whether it comes from within you it comes from your higher power. It comes from a good coach. Just being open to knowing that there's multiple ways to solve a problem and not being attached to just one outcome because that's what leads us to um, tunnel vision instead of being mm-hmm. open and having a wide vista before us to, to find those options to help us be accountable mm-hmm. to our goals and our dreams. And I think you yeah. make an important point there, Terry, in that 
we don't often give ourselves the space and grace to just sit mm-hmm. in it when we're working on something. And that's even something I realized for myself and a lot of the things that I've, I've been working on over the last couple of years is to get away from, like, that tr- the traditional rigid smart goal model where you know, we, we, we have to do this and this is the time that we're going to achieve it and these are all the measurements that go along with it and just that, that rigidity that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But really yeah. looking at goal setting, looking at that movement forward on a much more fluid plane. And, yes, there's things that we can measure for change, but sometimes it does take that – that space and grace we need to sit in the problem for a little while. And, you know, what, what is intuition telling me? What, mm-hmm. Maybe it is I, I need to find that new place of support because what I'm using isn't working. Yeah, and I think sometimes yeah. we, at least for me, in my mindset was, and I I've really worked worked on this in the last few years as I've taken on the principles of fearless living is that my first attempt or my idea of how I'm going to solve this problem or move in this direction was the right way. And so I'm going to stick with it until I die. I'm not going to change. It's going to work. And I'm going to, you know, make it work even when it won't work. And that's, that was my perfectionistic mindset which really hindered me from holding myself accountable to the opportunities to solve the problem in a variety of ways. And I think sometimes we get stuck in the right and the wrong, and we have to be right, so that means we're not going to give up this road because that's what we chose. And if we change, then we admit that we weren't right. And that's a dangerous uh, path to follow because I followed it for a long time. I can tell you it doesn't work. Well, it is, and I think oftentimes that's our path to destruction, that when we we force ourselves to stay in that, that this is going to work, I'm too stubborn to open my eyes to Mm -hmm. something a little bit different, Mm -hmm. all we're doing is just leading further to destruction and ultimately the, the end of progress. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Kelly, you were trying to say something. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say a few things, but I don't remember now. But um, oh, when you were sorry. talking when you were talking about the movie that you watched, I knew exactly what movie you were talking about, and I love it. But um, <laughs> I think that I think that anytime we're faced with um, any kind of challenge, accountability is a proactive behavior. And that accountability can show up in um, a lot of different ways. The ways we've been talking about with structure and um, systems and things like that. But it also is, well, we've been talking about a coach, but people. People are, are you know, supportive people are, is a great way to have accountability around us, people who remind us who we are and what is special about us and, you know, encourage us to keep going 
and, um, you know, believe that we can achieve whatever this goal is in front of us, that we can achieve it. They believe in us. And when we're doubting ourselves, we can borrow on their belief. And there's a lot of power to having people like that around you. And I think that doing this podcast and having um, so many guests, so many different guest coaches on each week, we've met so many amazing people. And all of these, all of these coaches, all of the coaches that we meet and we continue to meet, it's, it's a continuation of that, of people saying, we believe in, we believe in you. We believe in what you're doing. We believe in your mission and we want to be a part of it. And so this podcast has been a blessing in more than one way. And I think when we can have people around us like that, it's really beneficial and empowering um, to keep us on the path of, of moving towards what we're wanting to accomplish or who we're wanting to be or what we're wanting to do, um, whatever, whatever that is that's in front of us. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, something you said there, Kelly, a couple, a couple minutes ago about, you know, the, the different ways that we're accountable and, um, you know, not only, yeah, having those support people, having those more formal relationships, but also when it comes to that self-accountability or any accountability, it takes a lot, not only a lot of introspection to understand what we need, but it takes a lot of courage to go and seek out what it is that's going to be the right fit for us. It, it, it really is an admirable thing when we don't try to shoulder everything on our own. Absolutely. Ladies, I am sorry to say this, but we are out of time. Uh, Stephanie, I thank you. We thank you so much for being on the show with us tonight. I know our listeners have gained a lot. I have too. And we love every time you come and are here with us. Thank you. It's always wonderful to be with you, two beautiful women. <laughs> Quickly, uh, share with our listeners where they can find you. I am all over the various social media platforms at some iteration of Heart and Soul Fitness and Wellness. Soul is spelled S-O-L-E, but the easiest way to reach me is on my website, heartandsoulsolefit.com. All of my goodies are there, my information. Uh, you can even get on my calendar, and let's have a conversation about what wellness looks like or, you know, if maybe you need to be partnered with somebody else that's a better fit. I do that, too. Yes, you do. And I encourage you to do so. Stephanie has definitely helped me a lot in my journey as well. Uh, we want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created and um, 
We're created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of Fearless Living. And if you'd like to know more about Fearless Living, go to fearlessliving.org, and you can find out all kinds of things that are good. And if you want to contact with Terry and I, you can always go to fearlessgenerations.org, and you can find out about all of the things that we do. We have a workshop, a complimentary one-hour workshop, March 9th. We would love for you to come. Go check it out on the website. It is under virtual events, and then you will find Change Your Life. And we are doing step one, March 9th at 5.30 Pacific time. And um, as I said, it's a complimentary one-hour workshop on Zoom. We would love for you to be there. Uh, also, make sure you are in our Facebook group, Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations, so you can get our daily inspiration that we have for you. And um, anything else you want to say quickly, Terry? No, I just I really appreciate the conversation this evening around accountability and uh, structures and systems. I think that it's been really enlightening, and uh, I always it's always a win-win for me every single Monday night when we have our guest coaches on. It uh, deepens my understanding of the concept and just allows us to think out loud, and I, I really like that about our, our podcast. Ditto. <laughs> well, remember, we are here each Monday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, and we will be here again next Monday with a new coach. And so we hope that you will return and bring your friends. Until next time, everybody, be fearless. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you.